Uh, and at Christmas time, another figure that you might not hear and might not see is a figure I like to call behind-the-scenes Christmas dad. That's what I typed into the AI image generator. Make me a behind-the-scenes Christmas dad mowing the lawns, and that's what it came up with. Um, he's a figure you don't see because he's behind the scenes. On the actual day, he probably is just turning the sausages or topping up the uh, ice in the esky. But you can bet that a lot of the smooth running of your Christmas day was because of his behind-the-scenes dad efforts. He was the one that was working on the lawns in weeks in advance uh, so that Christmas Day cricket could be played on a backyard wicket. He's the one who was hiding half-assembled bicycles up in the roof to get out for you on Christmas morning. He was the one that went to Bunnings the week beforehand and bought every different type of battery imaginable so that you could have them ready to go for your toys on Christmas Day. He was the one that was up until 2am trying to assemble one of those springless trampolines to unveil for you on Christmas morning. So when all the glory of Christmas Day unfolds, it will be in large part thanks to his behind-the-scenes glorious grunt work. And in today's passage, we meet the behind-the-scenes first Christmas Dad, namely Father God. He's been pulling all the strings in the background that has seen Zechariah struck mute, that has seen ancient Elizabeth and Virgin Mary fall pregnant, and now Father God is the reason why Mary bursts forth into her song. God's glory is in his grunt work behind the scenes, and this passage causes us to ask, what is really going on behind the scenes for us at Christmas time? After Mary was uh, visited by the angel Gabriel, she learnt that she would soon fall pregnant by the power of the Holy Spirit, but she also learnt that her relative, Auntie Elizabeth, was pregnant as well. Uh, and so she goes to visit uh, Elizabeth, who is now six months pregnant. And when Mary enters Elizabeth's home, the baby boy in Elizabeth's womb jumps for joy at the sound of Mary's voice. And Elizabeth says she is honoured to have Mary visit her, not least, I think, because she probably hasn't had anyone to talk to for the last six months because Zechariah has been mute. But Elizabeth says to Mary, Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfil his promises to her. And then Mary responds by bursting forth into that now famous song, The Magnificat. Of course, Mary is able to burst into song because she believed God, unlike Uncle Zech, the sceptic, who can't sing or speak or say much right now. Now, Mary sings that her soul magnifies the Lord. That is, that her surprise and her shock at everything that has happened to her and the amazing narrative that she's now being swept up in, this has caused her to big up God in her songs of praise. She says that she realises that from now on, all generations will call her blessed. But she can't believe that she would be called to such things, that God would be mindful of her humble state, that the Mighty One would do great things for her. Now, this song of Mary's should actually be our song too. For as remarkable as her circumstances are, she's an unwed, poor teenage girl through whom God is going to save the world. Whenever God does his work in our hearts, though, it is just as remarkable a miracle as well. In fact, there's a Christmas carol that kind of captures this idea called O Little Town of Bethlehem. And about partway through, we sing these lines. Do, do, do. 
bit of glee club first thing in the morning but be born in us today now tim keller says this about these lines he says that it's a bold image but it's quite right every christian is like mary everyone who puts faith in jesus christ receives by the holy spirit christ in you the hope of glory We should be just as shocked that God would give us, with all our smallness and our flaws, such a mighty gift. And so no Christian should ever be far from this astonishment that I, I of all people, should be loved and embraced by his grace. See, Mary knows this song is not just about her, because she goes on to sing about God's mercy being shown to many from generation to generation. Just as she was a poor, humble child in need, she also sings that God has performed mighty deeds with his arms. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thought. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. For the humble one whom God the Father will lift up, that will ultimately be Jesus. Jesus will grow up to be lifted up on a cross and then lifted up from death, bringing down rulers from their thrones and filling the hungry with good things. The humble, like Mary, will be blessed by the Mighty One. You see, these moments unfolding at Christmas are the -the behind-the-scenes glorious grunt work of Father God. The lifting up of Christ at Easter is also the -the behind-the-scenes glorious grunt of Father God. Jesus rightly magnifies the glory of God, and Mary is blessed to bear him in her womb and to believe in him. But a little later in Jesus' ministry, when he is teaching about this mighty arm of God that's going to lift up the humble and the poor, there's a little exchange that's recorded by Luke. He says that as Jesus was saying these things, A woman in the crowd called out to him, Blessed is the mother who gave you birth and nursed you. Jesus replied, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. You see, this Christmas story, Mary's soulful song that magnifies the Lord, it's a song that we must sing as well. For we are called blessed if we hear these words of God and obey them. And how do we obey them? Well, we trust that God is at work in us through Jesus, producing in us the hope of glory in heaven. And then we become part of how God is that behind-the-scenes Christmas dad. We become those through whom he performs mighty deeds. We become the arm of the Lord. For what does the Lord do? Well, Mary says he lifts up the humble. He fills the hungry with good things. And so God puts it in our hearts to put a few extra groceries on our shopping list this week and then put them in the Anglicare tubs in the library, which could do with a top-up. A couple of houses could also start putting some things in the tubs as well. You see, when we multiply the food and the toys in these tubs, we magnify the Lord. 
when we are mindful of the humble state of those in our city who cannot pay their bills, who cannot feed their children, who cannot do anything behind the scenes to make Christmas work for their family, well, then the mighty arm of God the Father works behind the scenes through our main stage deeds of service. Deeds which will fill the hungry with good things, both in their bellies and in their souls. And so I urge you to magnify the Lord this Christmas and let's multiply the food and toys in those tubs. Don't just sing all the songs and hang all the decorations and open all the presents. Look behind the scenes to Father God. Blessed is the one who believes that the Lord will fulfil his promises. And even more blessed is the one whose obedience sees those promises fulfilled for those in need this Christmas.